You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Church, how are you doing this morning? Good? You guys are sounding good. You're looking good. It's been an amazing, amazing morning. Again, thank you to all the people that have dressed up. You guys look great. And uh, thank you for those who shared the beautiful Jeremiah 20 11 in your own language. And uh, I understood none of you, but uh, I felt your heart. So good to be here. And I want to honor everyone who has dressed up. We just honor your culture, honor who you are. And it's just what makes our church so beautiful and so rich is the diversity and the collective oneness that we have. It's just awesome. And uh, I know that I'm reminded in a moment like this that each of us have a story. Each of us have a, a story that's led us to this place. Like you didn't just arrive here, you've gone on a journey and there's a story. I want to suggest today that there is incredible power in your story. Revelation 12 says this, that they overcame him, who'd they overcome? The devil, the enemy. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Your story is powerful, friend. And what I'd love to do today is I wanna share some of my story. And uh, some of you heard my story, some of you know my story, others, maybe this is new to you. Um, I wanna share a bit of my story about what's brought me here today, because we've all come together here from a whole bunch of different places. Uh, and I want to share some of my journey, and I want to pull out some thoughts and some things I've learned along the story of my journey, and I pray today they encourage you, I pray they help you, I pray they stir your faith and maybe help you in some kind of way, because I sit here today on the stage as the senior pastor of this church, but you have to know, I didn't just arrive here. I wasn't born, and my mom, the doctor said, what's his name? Pastor Steve. Now, that's not kind of how this worked. I didn't just arrive here. You've got to understand, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't read the Bible. I never went to church. We never talked about God. Faith wasn't really a part of our family. But as I grew up into my uh, later teenage years, I started to become increasingly aware of a void in my life. There was this part, it was almost like the way I could describe it was there's a missing piece to Steve. Steve wasn't finished. There was something missing. I was yearning for purpose and meaning. And, and the reason why I was here on this planet in the first place, I had this deep sense and this deep conviction that there was more. I don't know if you've ever felt that before. I don't know if you've ever felt that there's a void, there's something not quite finished, there's something not quite done in your life. And I began this journey to figure out and to ask questions, ask big questions. What happens when I die? What is life all about? What's the meaning to this life? And uh, I just began this journey of asking a whole lot of questions. Along that journey, I met a, a Christian girl and we started dating. Praise God, I've been married to that Christian girl for 15 years and we've got two beautiful children. Amen. God is good. She just ran away. She's not, it's not that she doesn't like my preaching. She just ran away. Our eldest boy is um, in the county's relay champs uh, out in County's Monaco. Uh, he's, he's an amazing little runner. So he's, they've just shot out because he's got a meet on right now uh, out county. So pray for him. Pray they win gold. Amen. Um, where was I? My story. That's right. And uh, she invited me to church. She grew up in this church. She invited me to come to church, and it was this church. And I remember as a 17-year-old kid, I walked in the doors of this church for the very first time, never been church in my life. And the minute I stepped over the threshold of the door of church, I was impacted by something I didn't expect. I came in and I had this overwhelming sense that I'd come home. I don't know if you've ever felt that before. Like, man, I just feel like I fit here. It's like I'm home. I don't know why. I've never been here before. I don't understand that. And I had this emotion. And all I wanted to do was sit in the back of church and cry. And I was down over there where you guys are. Yeah, we can still see you down over there. I, I know you on the back of the wall. I was you. you know what I'm like, I've been there. 
And, and I sat down the back because I didn't want anyone to talk to me. And I thought church was kind of weird because everyone's clapping and singing and lifting their hands. You are weird, by the way. And I sat there. All I wanted to do was cry the whole time. I just had this emotion in me. It was amazing. And then I left and I got invited back. I came back and the same thing happened. As soon as I stepped over the threshold of the door, as I was hit with this emotion, this feeling of being home. And I was like, what is this? What is it about this place that is just so enticing and drawing me in? And I began, as I came to church a few times, I began to hear about this God that loved me, who had a plan for my life, who died for me, who had freedom for me, and all this God who created this world and this life. And it began to like just spark something in me. And I was working a job, a part-time job at an office in Penrose. And it was above a warehouse, and it was an after-school job, and I used to file paper. I hated that job. Okay, terrible job. If you file paper, God bless you, all power to you. That's your call. It's not my lane, all right? So I'm filing paper, and I just had this moment where I just felt really empty. And I prayed the very first prayer I've ever prayed in my life. And not the God give me a Ferrari prayer. We've all prayed that, all right? I want a Lamborghini. I saw one yesterday on the motorway. I want that one. I prayed my first ever prayer. You know what my prayer was? God, I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but if you're real, you can have it. In that instant, I didn't even say it, I thought it. In that instant, in an office in Penrose, I was instantly filled with the power of God. God's spirit came and he filled me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I was overwhelmed and overcome with the tangible presence of God. I felt love, I felt peace, I felt acceptance, I felt purpose. I felt like everything I was looking for, I found in that one moment, that one prayer, God showed up in an office in Penrose to a kid who didn't know anything about nothing and just spoke in faith to the God I heard about in church and he showed up. And I was so overwhelmed and overcome that out loud I yelled, stop. And everyone in the office was like, well, stop, get back to work. You know, like, <laughs> idiot. And I knew, like, the God I prayed to was the God I heard about in church, and he showed up, and he met me. It was undeniable. It was overwhelming. I mean, tangibly, my whole body was filled with the power of God, and I made a decision that the next Sunday that church was on, I'm coming to church, and I'm going to give my life to Jesus, because I don't know anything about him. All I know is I need him. And so I came to church. It was a Sunday night. It was a five, six, seven o'clock service, whatever it was. I don't know who was preaching. I don't care what they were saying. All I knew was I was coming to meet Jesus. I came in, I sat over there where the anointing lives and I, and, <laughs> and I, at the end of the service, I knew they'd give me an opportunity and I got up out of my seat and I came down the, the, down the aisle and I, I knelt right there. There's a holy piece of real estate right down there in front of Pastor Dean where the grace of God pours out and I got on my knees right there in this church and I gave my life to Jesus. And from that day to this day, my life has never been the same. In that moment, everything I was searching for, I found. Everything I was looking for, I found. God was real, and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And I want to say this thing. The, the most powerful decision you can ever make is this. This is my first thought. Say yes to God. The most powerful decision you can ever make is the decision to say yes to God. Romans 10, 13 says this. For anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Anyone, not some, not part of anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Can I encourage you, if you're in this room today and you don't know Jesus, you've never said yes to him, good news, friend. At the end of the service, I'm going to give you that opportunity. Say yes. It'll change your life. And some of you in this room, you've been following Jesus for a long, long time. Can I encourage you? Keep saying yes. The purpose and plan of God for your life is outworked through a succession of yeses. Yes, God, I'll do that. What's the last thing God said, asked for you to do? Say yes to that. What's the next thing God is asking you to do? Those online, what is God speaking to you about? 
What is the next thing you feel God, what's the next step God wants you to take? Just say yes to it and keep saying yes. And God would lead you into places you never ever dreamed would be possible. What's the last thing God asked you to do and you didn't do it? Say yes and start to walk down that journey. It'll be amazing. After this, I grew like crazy. I just devoured the Bible. I was like, if God is real, I want all of them. I came to every prayer meeting, every church service. I served in everything. I mean, every altar call. It was like, if there's a divorced middle-aged lady who needs deliverance, come forward. I'm like, I'm coming forward. I don't care. I just want prayer. I just want, I was, I was into it, man. I'll take anything. I was just like, that's me. I, I was so hungry for God. I just Anything and everything I just wanted, because I was like, if God is real, which I know he is, I want everything. I don't want to have half. I want all of it. Uh, within three months, I was serving in youth ministry with a friend, and then after a year of being a Christian, I came on staff here at Elam and Botany to help run youth ministry. I did that part-time for four years. While I was doing that, I studied a physical education degree. And at the end of that degree, Pastor Luke asked me to come on staff full-time as the youth pastor. And I committed to one year. I said, Luke, I'll give you one year, just one year, and then I'm going to go teaching because that's what I trained to do. Well, in the first year of being a youth pastor, we ran a youth leadership camp. At that camp, I felt the call of God come and speak to my heart. And God said to me, Steve, give your life to this. Give your life to this. And Bex and I were married at this time. She was in the same camp. God spoke the same word to her saying, give your life to this. And when God said this, he meant Elam. Give your life to Elam. And so from that day, that was it. We were done. So one year turned into many, many more. So four, after four years, full-time youth ministry, we saw hundreds of teenagers saved, saw the miraculous power of God move in um, amazing, amazing ways. And here, this leads me to my second thought. That's this. Number two, God has purpose for you right where you are. God has purpose for you right where you are. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 24 says this. So brothers, in whatever condition each was called, there let him remain with God. In other words, no matter what your story, no matter what your journey, no matter what has gone on in your life, God has a redemptive purpose for your life and that purpose is here and now. That The purpose of God for you is not far away, friend. It's not far away from you. It's not some distant place where you have to get to when you're all good. It's not that place where you gotta get to when you're a missionary. So no, 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 the purpose of God for you is right where you are. God has a plan, God has a purpose. You're a mom, you're a dad, you're a retiree, you're an engineer, you're a baker, you're a butcher, you're a candlestick maker. Yeah, I don't know, you dress up as Santa Claus at Christmas. I don't care what your job is, friend. You, every single one of you has got a purpose right where you are. God's purpose is not far away. So you need to understand it's now, it's here, and God's got a plan for you. After eight years serving youth ministry, we got asked to go to Whangarei. Whangarei was the Elam church that we were bringing in as a campus of Elam Christian Center. And I was 28, Bex was 27. We were newly graduated youth pastors. We had a one-year-old and we knew nobody in Whangarei. So we lifted up our life and we moved up, to the, up there and uh, the church was a train wreck, I'll be honest with you, absolute train wreck, had four and a half million dollars debt, rapidly declining membership, had abusive, controlling, manipulative, just toxic leadership that was involved with the church and just all kinds of manner of just chaos in the church. Understand this, I'm 27, I haven't even yet learned to talk to big people, I've been a youth pastor, no idea what I'm doing, never done a funeral, never had, like nothing. So I'm up there, and this is my prayer. This is my prayer. is a powerful prayer. You should pray this every day. Are you ready? This is my prayer. God, if you don't show up, we're stuffed. <laughs> every day. Every day. 
Because I'm sitting there looking at the train wreck of this church being sent on the rescue mission from Pastor Luke to try and bring it in, rescue it. And I'm sitting there going, I have no idea what to do. I don't know the answer. I don't know how to fix this. I don't have the experience. I don't have the ability. God, it's you or nothing. And if you don't show up, we're all stuffed. So you better show up. And it's amazing when you're in meetings and in, in, in environments where you don't know the answer and God comes through. And this is what I want to say. The third thing is this. God's purpose is bigger than you. God's purpose for your life is bigger than you. If God calls you to it, he's going to equip you for it. I love what Paul says in 2 Corinthians. He says about his thorn in the flesh, he's got this weakness. And God says to him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. God's perfected power comes when we know that we aren't strong, that we're actually weak, and God will do it. God's purpose for you, friend, is bigger than your experience. It's bigger than your ability. It's bigger than your knowledge. It's bigger than your background. It's bigger than your past. It's bigger than your mistakes. It's bigger than your divorce. It's bigger than your prison sentence. It's bigger than anything you've done. In fact, the thing you think disqualifies you is actually the thing that qualifies you. Come on, somebody. That's good news for you. The thing you thought was the thing that ripped you off is the very thing God is going to use to write a brand new story of redemptive purpose in your life and those of others. You're sitting there going, oh, I don't, I can't, I haven't. That's okay because he does, he can, and he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask, hope, or imagine. So God, you better show up or we're all stuffed, and he did. He showed up. And God did a miraculous work, and that church just got healthy, and now it's flourishing under the leadership of Pastor Mike and Amy DeVetter up there, and as our Whangarei campus just doing an incredible job. And so then four years after being there, we got asked to come back and to pick up the leadership of Botany Campus here. So we've been back here now four, nearly, uh, five, nearly six years, and we've just poured our heart, our life, our soul into you guys, and just absolutely loved, and loved, loved the journey, and seen hundreds of people saved, hundreds of people baptized, seen people flourish in the gifts of God. It's just been an absolutely amazing joy. But it leads me to my last thought, and maybe if the team can join me, that'd be awesome. My last thought is this. One of the greatest lessons I've learned on my journey is this. Don't quit. Don't quit. One of my favorite all-time verses is 1 Corinthians 15, 58. It simply says this. Be steadfast. Be immovable. Always abound in the work of the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for him is ever in vain. Nothing's ever wasted. Be steadfast, immovable, keep working for God. Nothing you do for him is a waste of time. Do you know that even your mistakes in God aren't a waste? God can take it and redeem it, restore it. Your train wreck, God can make it something beautiful again. Can I be honest with you, church? I've wanted to quit more times than I can count. I'm just like you. I've wanted to quit more times than I can count. I've wanted to quit on God. I've wanted to quit on ministry. I've wanted to quit my job. I've, I've started penning my resignation letter multiple times. Pastor Luke knows this. I have been through the highs of life and I've also been to the deepest, darkest valleys. I've had major discouragement. I've been completely disappointed at times. I've walked depression. I've been in places where it feels like I'm actually in the valley of the shadow of death, where it's dark and I feel alone. And I'm just holding on to the hem of Jesus' garment saying, that's all I know. And you've got to carry me through. I've been there. You've been there. I've been there too. And here's what I've learned. Showing up is half the battle. Just don't quit. Why am I here? Because I didn't quit. Why are you here? Because you didn't quit. And it's a word for someone today. I really believe this. You're here today and you're like, God, this is my last shot. Here's the word of God for you. Don't quit. Don't quit. As you keep 
abounding in the work of the Lord, you will come through. See, we don't camp in the valley of the shadow of death. We walk through it. We go through it. And although it's dark and I know it's hard and I know it's difficult, but you will come through the other side because God is a God of hope and restoration and reconciliation and redemption. So friend, don't quit. There's hope, don't quit. Don't quit in prayer. Keep showing up, keep showing up in prayer. Keep showing up at church. Keep showing up in your generosity. Keep showing up in your love. Keep showing up in community with other people. Keep showing up in worship. Keep showing up in prayer. Just be the guy that, and the girl that just goes, I'm just not gonna quit. When I want to, I'm not. I'm gonna be steadfast. I'm gonna be immovable. I'm gonna abound in the work of the Lord because I know God is not gonna waste any of this. God's gonna use it for His glory. Just don't quit. That's my story. Or well, the heart reel of my story. I cut out all the bad stuff. What's your story? I know you've got one. I know it's powerful. I know you've got God moments and redemption moments and healing moments. I know there's, God's got a, your story and your story is incredibly powerful. And here's what I want you to do. Here's, here's your homework. Are you ready for homework? We don't normally give homework in church. There's a first for everything. I'm on the microphone, so you're getting homework, people. Here's your homework. I want you to leave this place today and share your story with somebody. I want you to share your story. Don't doubt your story. Some of you think, I don't have a story. You do. You do. Some of you are like, I've been in church my whole life and I've never done anything wrong. Your story is a story of the grace and goodness of God. You've got a story and I want you to share it. Why? Because I've just shared part of my story and I know people in this room are encouraged, stirred. I know there's faith come to you right now. I know that you're kind of more encouraged to serve God and live for Him. And I know some of you in this room are gonna quit and you're like, man, if Pastor Steve's gone through stuff, I've gone through stuff. We're like, you're coming out of this place different. Why? Because there's power in our story. We overcome fear. We overcome tragedy. We overcome sickness. We overcome our, our, our darkest days. Why? With the, with the word of our testimony, it's a powerful thing. So I want you to share your story. I want you to share your story because your story can lift someone else up. Your story can encourage somebody else. Your story can be the faith catalyst to bring someone else to Jesus. Your story can be the thing that is gonna encourage someone who's walking that same path you walked years ago. They're in it, you've gone through it. You share your story, they see a hope. So share your story. That's your homework. That's all I want you to do is take time. Maybe after this, maybe grab someone in their cultural dress and go, let's go have some kimchi together or a braai or I don't know some yum cha or I don't know what else, what else you what else do people eat okay some 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 taro and some chop suey now everyone's gonna be like you didn't say my food I'm so offended okay I love it it's all good go take someone share your story you, you have no idea the people God's bringing you that need to hear your story. And when they come to you, be open and trust God that He will do a work through your testimony. Can I pray for you, church? Let's pray. Let's bow our heads for a moment. God, I pray for each of us here in this room. I thank you for every story. Every story is powerful. Every story is different. Every story is unique. But God, your hand is on these people when you love them and you have a redemptive plan for them. And God, I pray for those in this room that need to say yes to you. 
and that need to say yes to your leading. Whatever the next step is, God, help them to say yes to your lead. God, I pray for those in this room who think that their purpose is far away. Help them to realize it's here and now, right where they are. God, I pray that for those of us who look at ourselves and see all our deficiencies and our lack, that God, you'd help us to know that our purpose is bigger than us. That in our lack, you come and you bring perfected power. And God, I pray for those in this room who are here today going, man, I'm just gonna quit. I, want to, I ask God that you give them the, the tenacity, the boldness, that fire to say, you know what, I'm just not going to quit. I'm going to be the one that keeps showing up. God, I pray that you would use us to share our story to those in this world who need to hear it. Each story unique, each story powerful, each, each story made for somebody. And so Lord, I pray this week, today, and the days to come that you bring people our way that we can encourage with, your, with our story. Because our story, God, is ultimately your story of goodness and grace and redemption. Just while your eyes still closed and head bowed, if, I want to pray one more prayer. If you're here today and you've never said yes to Jesus, you've never started, started a journey with Him, or maybe you're here today and you're, you, you know Him, you've walked with Him before, but you'd be honest and say, Steve, I'm far from God. I don't know Him. Maybe you're watching online and you're just tuning in for the first time in a long time and you're like, man, I'm just far from God. I'm, or maybe you're yet to even make that decision. Can I tell you that what God did for me, He will do for you. The same God that showed up for me in an office in Penrose can show up right here in this room and right in your room online. And so I wanna invite you to pray a simple prayer with me if you're here and you don't know Him and you want to or you're far from Him and you need to get right with God, I want you to pray this very simple prayer with me. I'll pray it out loud. You just pray it in your heart. But when you pray it, I want you to mean it. Just say these words. Say, God, today, right here and right now, I give you my life. I know I've sinned. I know I've messed up. But I believe, Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I turn from my old way of life and I turn to you. I ask you to come in, be the Lord of my life, take control. I choose from this day to live for you in Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and every head bowed. If you prayed that prayer today, I'm so proud of you. I, I genuinely, my heart is leaping for joy for you. It's the most amazing decision you could make and I want you to be really brave if you did pray that prayer either for the very first time or you're coming back to God today, I want you to be really brave. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna to count to three. When I get to three, if you pray that prayer and you're in the room, I want you to lift your hand up nice and high when I get to three. I'm not doing that to call you out or stand you up. All I'll do is I'll see your hand. You can put it straight back down. This is a little step of faith. If you're online, there's a button you can push that says, I raise my hand. I want you to do that. Are you ready? On the count of three. One, two. Three, hands up nice and high right now saying, Steve, that's me. Awesome. God bless you. God bless you. Yes, awesome. Over to my right. God bless you. 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 Anyone else? Yeah, right down the back. I see you guys. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome. Anyone else saying, Steve, Steve, that's me. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. I see you right down the back, buddy. I got you. That's awesome. Yeah, online, we see you too. Thank you so much. Two online, thank you so much. You're awesome. God bless you. 
Great decision. Great decision. Well, God, we thank you so much for what you're doing here. I thank you that stories are being changed and new stories are being written. And God, I pray your blessing on all those who just made the decision to follow you today. Fill them with your life, your power, and your purpose, I ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, let's put our hands together, those people. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.